Welcome to the Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM, Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 216. Today's topic is Bernie's Green New Deal, Part 18. The Climate Report is a daily radio show and podcast that asks the question, WTF? Who's running the world and why do they want to ruin it for the rest of us, including their own children? The Climate Report is a thorough examination of how to solve the problem of climate change. It is also your definitive source for information and analysis related to the Green New Deal. On the Climate Report, we question everything we've ever been taught about American politics. We also question everything we've ever been taught about American economics and economics theory and what it takes to make a strong economy. And we question everything we've ever been taught about American culture, including American exceptionalism. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and no one else. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email info at theclimatereport.net. Now what we're doing is talking through Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. The Green New Deal historically is like this. The Green Party came up with the original Green New Deal in 2008. And then after that, in 2019, early 2019, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez introduced the Green New, her version of the Green New Deal, a bill into Congress, which was a resolution declaring that we need a Green New Deal, and that was in early 2019. Then the Democratic Socialists of America came up with seven principles that need to be incorporated into any Green New Deal that they would be willing to support. And now Bernie Sanders has his Green New Deal. So Bernie Sanders, to his credit, was asked, what is the greatest threat to our national security? He did not say Russia or China. He did not say Iran or Venezuela or North Korea. He said climate change is the greatest threat to our national security and he is absolutely right if security is to be interpreted to mean that which is needed to keep us safe if the the powers that be the ones you know 95% of the politicians in Washington DC are not doing squat when it comes to climate change and therefore they are not doing what needs to be done for the sake of our safety and security. Most times when we hear about national security, it's absolute BS because most of what is done in the name of national security only makes us more, only makes things more dangerous for us, not less dangerous for us. So we're about halfway through Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. We're on Item 22 in my handy-dandy numbered version of Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. And it says, as President, will, uh, as President, Bernie will invest in green infrastructure and public lands conservation by reinstating the Civilian Conservation Corps, CCC, one of the most successful New Deal programs and the most rapid peacetime mobilization in American history. The CCC, 
put millions of men to work building and maintaining trails and conserving America's wilderness. By the time the program ended at the start of World War II, it had planted more than 3.5 billion trees and even today stands responsible for more than half of the reforestation ever done in our nation's history. This is an amazing fact that I did not know until I read Bernie Sanders' version of the Green New Deal, that there was a huge program in the 1930s, ending in 1942, whereby 3.5 billion trees were planted, and that's responsible for half of the reforestation that has ever been done in American history. So, the Civilian Conservation Corps is an example of something that can be done where we can put people to work and it's not the military. Mainly when we put people to work at government expense in the United States of America, we are sending them to war to kill and be killed. And we are taught to tell such people, thank you for your service. Why don't we uh, take teachers and thank them for their service? The person who serves you in a restaurant, why don't we thank them for their service? Doctors and nurses, why don't we reflexively thank them for their service? The way we uh, are taught to thank military personnel for their service. Are military personnel the only ones that keep us safe and make the world a better place? Certainly not. Why can't we have a national commitment to making the world a better place and making the United States a safer place in a way that is meaningful? There are so many things that need to be done. We need uh, solar engineers and technicians. We need technicians and engineers and planners and promoters related to wind power. We need technicians, engineers, planners, and promoters related to mass transit and related to home energy efficiency and building energy efficiency. And we need engineers and technicians and planners and promoters related to restoring ecosystems. We need ecological, uh, we, we need people trained in ecological forestry. We need people trained in ecological landscaping. We need people trained in ecological food production. If, if somebody is getting out of high school and they need a job, why, uh, why do we only offer them a job to go kill and be killed and and provide for fake national security? Why don't we provide for real national security instead of this phony BS that, uh, that the military does? And that's not exaggeration or hyperbole. You might think that I'm over the top. Don't we need a military? Yes, maybe 10% of what we have, if that. If we're, if we're truly concerned about safety and security, we will reduce the military by 90%. Then we will stop spending our money on uh, the military. I mean, we're talking about uh, rough terms, a trillion and a half dollars per year. The Pentagon gets, 60, gets uh, two-thirds of a trillion dollars per year, the Pentagon. But you also have to add in the Department of Homeland Security. You also have to add in 
what we spend on nuclear weapons, which is the Department of Energy. You have to add in what we spend to take care of our veterans, and we should take care of our veterans. Uh, And that's the Department of Veterans Affairs. You have to add in uh, the interest on the debt. For the wars that have cost us, you know, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan alone have cost us an estimated, you know, five trillion for Iraq and uh, two trillion for Afghanistan. It is ridiculous. It's absurd. It's over the top. It is completely without justification. And yet, that's what we do year after year. The Department of the Pentagon budget was raised $80 billion last year without a debate. And Democrats are flailing around saying Trump is dangerous and Trump is a madman and Trump is this and Trump is that. But they give him $80 billion more without a debate. The Democrats are not against Trump. They're just posing and posturing. They're not against Trump. But they raise the Pentagon budget without a debate. That is not an opposition party. It says here we will invest $171 billion in reauthorizing and expanding the CCC, Civilian Conservation Corps, to provide good paying jobs. See, that's why people go into the military. They need a good paying job. But the Civilian Conservation Corps can also provide good-paying jobs, building green infrastructure, planting billions of trees, and other native species. Yes, you're talking my language. Native species, native plant species. We need native plant species because that's what ecosystems are made of. Plus, when we have the Civilian Conservation Corps doing this work for us, then uh, they will know how to plant native species on private lands, not just public lands. So you can go into the Civilian Conservation Corps, and then you can come out knowing how to do ecological landscaping and ecological food production, because, uh, just because. (laughs) Um, It says also here, we can put people to work preventing flood and soil erosion, preventing floods and soil erosion. So we need to do that. We need to uh, have a good stand of native plants on our public lands so as to prevent uh, flooding and soil erosion. We will be rebuilding wetlands and coral reefs, cleaning up plastic pollution, construction and maintaining accessible paths, trails, and fire breaks, rehabilitating and removing abandoned structures, and eradicating invasive species and flora disease. It's very important that we get into our national parks and, uh, and remove invasive species. That takes money. I've done that uh, with uh, volunteers, but there's only so much you can do with volunteers. The scale of the problem requires that we not just rely on volunteers to remove invasive plant species. In my region, we have bush honeysuckle and winter creeper and privet and uh, English ivy and... um, Garlic mustard. These are examples of uh, and uh, you know Norway pine and Norway maple, 
and tree of heaven. These are invasive species that are devastating our ecosystems. They were brought in from other countries and a, a few non-native species uh, wreak havoc on our ecosystems. They kill off our native plants and they, uh, they starve our native insects. They need to be uh, eradicated and yet we can't spend enough money on war destroying other people's countries. We need to get our priorities straight. It says also here that these plants, if we let them, will provide for carbon sequestration. That means absorbing carbon from the atmosphere. It says here we must take these natural solutions seriously as an important part of our strategy to solve the climate crisis. That is absolutely true. As opposed to what? As opposed to, well, in the Amazon, they're burning the rainforest, and yes, that is very serious, but also in North America, we continue to deforest because of urban sprawl and because of more, you know, more land for farming. Um, but, you know, farming and urban sprawl, we keep continue to deforest and deforest and deforest. It is not healthy. It is not wise. In fact, it's pretty stupid. We are destroying our life support system. You can't have life when you destroy your life support system. This is very serious. We need to get our priorities straight. And, you know, so how do we get our priorities straight? Well, what does your, what is your local representative doing about this? What is your congressperson doing about this? What is your senator doing about this? If your senator and your congressman is not on this like white on rice, they are not leading. In fact, the purpose of your congressman and your senator is not to lead, is not to help the people, it's not to provide for our true national security. The purpose of your congressman and senator is to enrich those who are already rich. The purpose of your congressman and senator is to further concentrate more and more wealth into fewer and fewer hands. That is their purpose. That is why they put on their suit and go to work every day to enrich the very rich. I know that's their purpose because that is the effect of what they do. The effect of what government does is to enrich the very rich, to concentrate wealth into the hands of fewer and fewer people. Continuing to read, we're going to fully fund the Land and Water Conservation Fund, LWCF. For 50 years, the LWCF has helped stimulate our nation's $1.7 trillion a year outdoor recreation, natural resource protection, and historic preservation industry by conserving millions of acres in our national parks, wildlife refuges, forests, and wild and scenic river corridors via over 41,000 state and local projects. In 2019, the LWCF, the Land and Water Conservation Fund, was permanently authorized. However, it has been chronically underfunded. 
we will spend $900 million to permanently fund the LWCF to safeguard natural areas, water resources, and our cultural heritage and to provide recreation opportunities to all Americans. Here's an example. We're going to get our priorities straight and we're going to provide funding for that which makes the world a better place and not provide funding to the military which makes the world a worse place. We spend half of the discretionary budget and one-fourth of the overall federal budget on defense and then we say we don't have any money. Don't have any money for Social Security. Don't have any money for, uh, for Medicare and Medicaid. We give tax breaks to the very rich, and, and then we say, oh, we don't have any money for things that people want and need. People want and need a Green New Deal, especially if they were allowed to think about it. But our media, such as it is, which further the, the media is another mechanism that serves to concentrate wealth in the hands of a very few because the media won't talk about the real problems in uh, the United States. They want to talk about fake problems. Continuing to read. Uh, number two, we're going... So we've been talking about the, the natural world and what we can do in the natural world uh, the you know restoring our forests etc. Now we're going to shift gears a little bit and we're going to get into another section of Bernie's Green New Deal, which is talks talks about ending the greed of the fossil fuel industry and holding them accountable. It says here for decades fossil fuel corporations knowingly destroyed our planet for short term profits. Very important point. The fossil fuel industry has known since uh, as early as the 1970s that their products were contributing to climate change and that climate change is real, dangerous, and preventable. Yet they kept going. Instead of working to find solutions to the coming crisis, the fossil fuel industry poured billions into funding climate denialism, hiring lobbyists, to fight even the slightest government regulation and oversight and contributing to politicians who would put the interests of the fossil fuel executives over the safety and security of the planet. The fossil fuel corporations have fought to escape liability for the pollution and destruction caused by their greed. They have evaded taxes, desecrated tribal lands, exploited workers and poisoned communities. Bernie leaves this Bernie believes this is criminal activity and when he is president he will hold the fossil fuel industry accountable. So all the climate denialism like is climate change real? We're still talking about is climate change real? As if that is a valid and legitimate question. You have scientists, 97% of scientists, an overwhelming consensus of climate scientists say that climate change is real, it's serious, it's preventable, it's urgent that we address this problem, and yet you have, you know, over a 10-year period the fossil fuel companies, the top five of them, have made a trillion dollars in profits. That is, I officially declare right here, 
right now that that trillion dollars is not their money because it is a result of theft. They are stealing from us. The only way they have that money is that they are stealing from us. They are stealing our future. They are stealing our uh, the, the habitability of our planet is in serious jeopardy because fossil fuel companies have prioritized their profits over the needs of people. So their profits are a result of extortion. Their profits are a result of theft, and they need to be, uh, those profits need to be confiscated like yesterday. We also need to make it easier to sue fossil fuel companies. So in court, you know, there have been lawsuits recently where somebody has tried to sue them for damage to the city of San Francisco or the city of New York, etc. And those, uh, those lawsuits don't get very far because just the way our laws are, are structured, we, we need to have Congress enact legislation that makes it, uh, that creates a cause of action and a legal framework for suing fossil fuel companies for damage that they have knowingly created. Continuing to read, transitioning to 100% renewable energy cannot be done without standing up to fossil fuel corporations. Bernie will make fossil fuel corporations pay for the irreparable damage they have done to our communities and our planet, and he will ensure that all fossil fuel workers affected by the transition are entitled to new jobs, health care, pensions, and wage support. This is, so we're doing this, we're giving opportunities to fossil fuel workers like coal miners, oil workers, and not just the people, and the people that do are forced to be in the fields doing fracking, people that do construction related to fossil fuel companies. We're going to give these people work, uh, for one thing, because it's just, it's right, it's fair, but also because we need their support. We need their support. We need those workers to be fully on our side in this transition. That's why the workers affected by this transition will be entitled to new jobs, health care, pensions, and wage support. It says here, Bernie will not allow fossil fuel executives to reap massive profits while endangering the future of humanity. Amen to that. Why should anybody be able to reap profits while endangering the future of humanity? For that matter, why should people that sell beef be allowed to reap massive, product, massive uh, profits while burning the Amazon? says here, Bernie will not leave it to the market to determine the fate of the planet. Uh, I call, yeah, yeah. He could have said leave it to the free market, the quote-unquote free market. There is no free market. There are only market forces. Market forces do not work, uh, do not operate absent major intervention on the part of people. So, you know, the, is there a free market for 
for fast food in your community. No, it's not a free market. It is dominated by the national chains. There is not a free market. And there's and we need things like antitrust legislation to be used to break up the big companies that are destroying competition in your community because they are reaping profits at the expense of everyone else. It's, it says here, the, uh, the science is clear on what is necessary. As president, Bernie will take immediate action to end the fossil fuel industry's greed once and for all. So <clears throat> the next section is, is we're continuing to talk about ending the greed of the fossil fuel industry and holding them accountable. So it says, as President Bernie will do these things, A, B, C, all the way up through, um, I'm just going to, all the way up through Q. So it's about 20 things as President Bernie will do these things. As President Bernie will, uh, will make the fossil fuel industry pay for pollution by doing these things. Massively raising taxes on corporate polluters, raising penalties on pollution from fossil fuel energy generation, and requiring remaining fossil fuel infrastructure owners to buy federal fossil fuel risk bonds to pay for disaster impacts at the local level. Also, as president, Bernie will prosecute and sue the fossil fuel industry for the damage it has caused. And uh, Bernie will create a national climate risk report, implement sanctions for corporations that violate our domestic climate goals, end fossil fuel subsidies, keep fossil fuels on public lands on the in in the ground. You know, keep it in the ground. Hashtag keep it in the ground. There's no reason for fossil fuels to be extracted from our public lands. Ban offshore drilling, end all federal fossil fuel infrastructure permits, require fossil fuel corporations uh, to repair leaking infrastructure, including natural gas and oil pipelines and drilling sites, clean up old and abandoned fossil fuel infrastructure, ban fracking and mountaintop removal coal mining, ban imports and exports of fossil fuels. Yes, preach, divest federal pensions from fossil fuels. Well, federal pensions will no longer own fossil fuel stock. This will make the stock of the fossil fuel companies go down, way down, and we need to do that, do that so that we can inexpensively nationalize these um, people, these companies. Uh, we will pressure financial institutions, universities, insurance corporations, and large institutional investors still invested in or insuring fossil fuels to transition those investments to clean energy bonds through executive action. Place a, free, a fee on imported carbon pollution intensive goods. Accurately estimate the climate impacts or benefits of all legislation proposed in Congress. Yes, focus on the federal government's resources on transitioning to 100% clean energy economy. 
So we've got about a minute left. Let me leave you with some thoughts. So what we just did was we read items A through Q. Now this is what bold leadership does. Bold leadership says we will not be thrown around and intimidated by these rapacious, greedy polluters. We will not let a few corporations put our entire future at risk. And that is, and yet that is exactly what Nancy Pelosi is doing, what Donald Trump is doing, what Mitch McConnell is doing, and Rand Paul and John Yarmouth. They're allowing our entire future to be put at risk by allowing the government to be bullied by these, uh, uh, these greedy, rapacious polluters. We just named 20 different things that can be done to uh, put the fossil fuel companies in their place, from divestment of fossil fuels to you know, measuring the climate impacts of, ev- of proposed legislation to uh, suing the, the uh, polluters, etc. There's so much that can be done, but it requires leadership and it requires politicians that are not bought. 95% or more of our politicians are bought. All of the senators and congresspeople of Kentucky are bought and sold and paid for. That needs to change. Any questions, comments, or feedback, please email info at theclimatereport.net. Have a great day.